Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 306. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Offroad Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. We're going to lead things off with some baseball. Yeah, uh, we got a crazy story here. Uh, we talked last about this uh, story right before Christmas. Uh, Carlos Correa, one of the top free agents, he had reached an agreement with the with the Giants. And then last update was that fellow through. Uh, he didn't uh, pass his physical. Something showed up on there that the Giants didn't like. So the New York Mets stepped in to give him a close to as big of a contract. I believe the first contract was 13 years, $350 million. Um, it would take him to his age 40 season. Um, but yeah, Giants didn't like something. So the Mets went ahead and made the deal. Uh, they were in discussions already. So it was like a quick, quick story. Um, 12 years, I think 315 was that. So like a little more per year, uh, one yet less year. Um, and then it came out, well, that deal's not, completely signed yet that's not official that's just the what they agreed upon and maybe the Mets are a little worried about this now um and that's been about three weeks and now it came out yep the Mets aren't going forward with it and Carlos Correa is going to stick with the twins who he played for last year um on a much shorter deal six years 200 million dollars so again more money per year but less years so that means uh Correa will be a free agent in his early 30s <clears throat> But at that point, who's going to be giving him a contract to take him into his late 30s, um, especially if he does have some sort of injury concern? Um, so I don't know. I think this, this all worked out pretty well for the Twins because Correa still produced for, for them. And I don't know what I don't know what this injury is. I think we'd know more if it really was like a huge, huge, huge risk. I just think it was, a, it was such a big risk for taking on those you know, I, 10 plus I, years. I was going to say, I think it's for the latter years in the contract for when, you know, he's 36 years old in year eight of 12. And it's like, he can't even get to first or something like that. I think that's what they were more so concerned with. But uh, the question I said that I had for you in the car earlier, Andy, which is so a lot of times on like these online sports books and stuff, they have the props of where will so-and-so land. And you can, you know, bet on it. Like the big ones would have been like, you know, Aaron Judge, the Carlos Correas, you know, the Verlanders, you know, whatever, whoever it was. And uh, I was going to say, like, I'm curious because let's say you did bet on the Giants or the Mets or the, like whatever. I just I'm just curious if like when he got signed by the Giants at first, if it's and then by the Mets, if it's one of those things where do you think those books like the moment they get signed by it, it's like okay, you, you win and they'll pay you? Or is it one of those things you think where it's who you're playing for on the first pitch of opening day? Yeah, that's interesting. Do they have the actual like paperwork from the league office they're waiting on or something? Because I would imagine, yeah, they don't pay out like just based on an ESPN story. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would think the best verbiage for that would be on those sites if they said, where will he be on opening day? I think that's like... Yeah, but then you have a case where like... I don't know. It hasn't happened in a while, but remember like Roger Clemens would like not sign until like May. I was oh. like, I don't want to play the okay, whole year. Maybe not opening day, but then so, maybe like who is his first at bat going to be with in the regular I season? Even, I, mean, I would just say you, you can wait until the actual 
paperwork is signed because I think that's what's happened is nothing's ever been signed, been okay. agreed to. Yeah. Um, but you got to get that ink on the paper, right? Yeah. Well, good for the Twins, I suppose. I mean, I don't. I know they were a big disappointment last year, so I don't know how they're on the top of my head. I'm not sure how they're supposed to be this year. I think I don't know who even the best team in that division is really. I know the guardians won it last year and I know on paper, the white Sox were supposed to be the best in the division, but, uh, see, do they have any other big signings here? I feel like they signed a starting pitcher, but I don't have anything. Oh, wait, yeah, you may, I did see it. Uh, Christian Vasquez. Okay. That <laughs> okay. wasn't the starting pitcher though. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I put the three contracts. <laughs> well, regardless, I mean, I guess we'll see the NL central is always, I mean, AL central is always, I feel like, flip-flopped these last few years between like the guardians and twins and, and didn't the, were the tigers bad last year yeah but the year before they kind of like were better than people thought and they had the fell apart so i don't know i think that might have like actually been like this past season when they were actually starting off a little decent and then yeah came back to life but i think two years ago they were actually like really bad but we'll get more into baseball chatter probably in marches yeah when it gets uh gets going so yeah Moving on. What do we got here next? Ready to talk about some college football? Yeah, this is uh, the last we'll talk about it for a while <laughs> here. Uh, the championship game was this past Monday. And um, if you're looking forward to like four quarters of great action, uh, you didn't you didn't get it here. Uh, it was a pretty rough final score. And I mean, it's not like the final score is not indicative of how it was. But I mean, it's- uh, 65 to 7 Georgia won, just, just in case you didn't know. Um, and yeah, it was, even though it was 10 to seven Georgia at one point, um, or was it? Yeah, it was, it was 10, seven, 10 yeah. seven. It was, um, so obviously Georgia scored 55 straight points. <laughs> TCU looked lost. Like they could not move the ball, which was surprising to me because yes, Georgia has a great defense, great defensive players, but teams have been able to score on them at points in the season. I didn't think they'd shut out a great offense like TCU like this. I mean, so seven points in the first, first quarter, and then TCU couldn't do anything the rest of the game. I mean, I think it was their second drive is when they scored the touchdown. Um, just hard to watch. And you, you feel bad at that point. Like, does everyone on that TCU team just feel like, well, now we're frauds. Like, do you feel bad about a great season you just had? Uh, I don't know. In Georgia, everything everything worked. They put together a complete game here. Uh, Stetson Bennett had one really bad half of, of the playoff. Um, was great in the second half against Ohio State, and then was great again here. Um, and he's 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 a legend now. I think he's going to definitely be talked about as one of the like uh, most famous college football players ever. Um, because he's probably not going to have an NFL yeah, that's career. What I was so hearing, I, I think would... he'll be like one of those guys. We're like, remember that guy? He was great college player. Yeah, they were saying. I was hearing things that like he'll be maybe drafted like seventh round and just be a third string guy that maybe gets a couple a few games on the field here and there, like, you know, whatever the situation may be, but that was Stenson Bennett's role. And the other thing that I want to note that's notable about Stenson Bennett is he's 25 years old. Mm -hmm. He is older. They said than I believe it's four or five of the college of the, of a football starters this year, quarterbacks that made their, made the playoffs. He's older than, I think I know it was Trevor Lawrence. He's older than, uh, Herbert, Herbert, Hurts, 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 Lamar Jackson, and I think Tua. I think those were the five. Okay. Well, there's Tua. I don't know. There's a lot of quarterbacks that aren't playing either. So that what? That aren't playing. 
I mean, I well, they were just saying Skylar that we're Thompson, the, the quarterback, the major. He's definitely starter. younger too. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. There was a. Uh, there's been some line movement on that game, which yeah, has people yeah, uh, conspiracy about a uh, conspiracy. Yeah. I don't know. Is that the way you say it? Well, let's, let's stay on Georgia and um, recognize they won two in a row. Which yeah, it's impressive. It's not, it's not unprecedented. It's happened a, a few times. Ten years ago was the last time yeah. they said the um, Alabama team. Like I think it was like either eleven and twelve or twelve and thirteen. Yeah. But it was it was that was the last time it happened. Um, and it's remarkable how many players they lost last year and they were able to still get this done. Um, yeah, just congratulations to them. I don't know uh, where they how they go forward. Like, is everyone going to expect them to be like a playoff team every year? Have you seen with Alabama, there's such expectations, uh, but you slip up all the time or someone gets hurt. Georgia is going to go into next season having to find a new quarterback. I don't know what is there. I don't know what's on the roster. Uh, if they have like someone they have in mind or a great freshman coming in, I, I don't know. Um, but that it was a luxury having a experienced guy who already won a championship for this season to have him back. And Yeah, because if you remember, he did have to make a comeback against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. They were down by double digits at one point in that fourth quarter, and he brought them back. So that's really where his uh, veteran, his senior, beyond senior, really, leadership uh, took place. But uh, I see here we've got uh, already the odds for next season. Yeah, this is always fun. As soon as the season o- over, yeah. we look towards the next season already. But um, Obviously, these can change. Yeah, Georgia is the favorite as of right now. Three, um, three to one odds. Yeah, so um, – and that's significant. Um, second place is Alabama, uh, plus 600. So that's twice as good odds for Georgia. Um, these are, I think, the top two recruiting classes for this past season as well. Um, they're just the juggernauts here. And then next up, Ohio State. Uh, they're going to have to have a new quarterback. Same with Alabama. going to have to have a new quarterback. Michigan will have a new quarterback as well. USC um, will have the same quarterback, yeah, though, so, sitting there at 12 so to Michigan, 1. So Michigan's plus 800. Ohio State plus 700. Yeah, and USC. Is the next uh, favor there was at sixth there? Yeah. Did I get the right? Fifth. 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 So USC is bringing back Caleb Williams, who I think is by far the best player in college football. But USC just didn't have the talent to surround him. They didn't uh, they have had, good defense either. Yeah, they had good receivers, but um, the offensive line wasn't great, and the defense was really bad. Uh, is USC going to fix that in one year? I don't know, but I think if you're going to bet on a team out of this top five here, I think that's a – yeah, that's where that's Solid for sure choice. where the value is. Yeah, and you got Clemson. Um, that's pretty low for Clemson, but uh, they did it to themselves. A couple couple bad years, and people are out on them. And they also don't have their quarterback coming back. He transferred. Well, the the guy that was their backup all year, most people thought was better. Clay, okay, Clay Kubnick or Cade Klubnick, Sorry, Clay is cool name too. Um, but he played the bowl game, uh, forcing the uh, the other guy to transfer. Um, so I think people think that guy's good and that'll help, but it's the team surrounding him. Not as good as the uh, Clemson teams we've seen before. Um, the next up you have LSU 18 to one. Um, is that worth anything? I don't know who's, who's on their team, but they had a, they had a nice season this year with a uh, Brian Kelly first year. Um, and then here's where I'd say you get some little, starting to get long shots here, but I mean, where was TCU probably heading into the season? Yeah. Way down here. Um, but Penn State, Texas, Florida State, all twenty to one. Um, I cannot see a scenario with Penn State winning a national championship. <laughs> it's like they can win games. They won Rose Bowls. They, they, they're they're good. especially when they have two teams ahead of them that are in their division. Yeah, it's just hard to Conference. see them like winning a playoff, like winning two games. Um, I don't know about the other teams. Um, and then I did 
get some other notables. Uh, the Pac-12 here, um, Oregon plus 3,000, Washington plus 4,000, Utah 5,000, and UCLA 10,000. So that's uh, – 100 to 1 odds, huh? Yeah, they, they have to replace the quarterback as well. Um, they didn't, they're not getting in these great recruiting classes. Yeah, that's a bummer. That seems yeah. brutal. 100 yeah. to 1 odds for a team that was finished the season, like what, 17th in the country? I think they ended up lower after that. I don't know. It Did was roughly it was yeah. roughly seventeen. Um, and then so. yeah, TCU. You can see not uh not expected to be the runner up this this next year. So that is uh fifty to one odds for them. Um they'll have to replace their quarterback as well. Um although Duggan was not even the starter to start the year. Really? Yeah. So. Interesting. And also I got the only thing I have to ask left about this with Texas, is this gonna be the first year of Archie Manning coming up? I think so, but I don't know if he's expected to be the starter. Because I know there's hype about that kid. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's all it is right now is hype. You know, until we see it be uh, turned into performance, it's just hype. But, uh, yeah, that concluded. It was a good uh, good college football season. Entertaining. Definitely uh, entertaining up until the championship, I would say. I mean, it's a bummer the championship was like that, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, TCU... You know, I mean, they didn't get there by accident. They had did have to go through Michigan. They went undefeated in the Big 12. They did lose to Kansas State. And that's what's kind of crazy about TCU when you think about their season. They have the best record in the Big 12. They're undefeated. Their first loss of the season comes in the Big 12 championship, so they don't even get to win that. And then they still sneak into the playoffs, and they're given the three seed. They upset Michigan, and they go to the finals, and they lose that. So it's one of those weird things where it was a very good season, but really no hardware to come out of it. No uh, Big 12 championship, no national championship. A couple uh, personal awards, I believe. Yeah, that does. what does that do, Andy? Does well, Danny Thomason's nephew won an award. Well, Danny Thomason walked them out, yeah. to the, and I bet he regrets it. Yeah. I bet he wished he didn't. But uh, hey, He never got to play in a championship game. So Yeah, yeah that's true. Closest he ever got. <laughs> yeah, walking out on the field. <laughs> Well, uh, anyway, we got the, I think, is that wrap up our college football season? Yeah. Yeah, To the pros. Yeah, probably won't hear us talk too much more about college football for a long time, but you will definitely hear some NFL football for the next month or so, at least the next month. Five weeks, right? Yeah, the next, we got a few weeks left. So uh, how do we want to start this off? We got the week 18 review really quick, and then we can talk about some playoffs. So on Saturday night, we had the AFC South uh, division championship essentially jaguars versus titans and uh it was an ugly game um titans quarterback josh dobbs who they brought off from the street a couple weeks ago uh was pretty solid but he did end up having a turnover late led to a defensive touchdown for for jacksonville which was the deciding score but um i don't know if you're jacksonville that doesn't that game doesn't inspire any confidence trevor lawrence wasn't very good uh, but they got they got the win, which means they won the AFC South and they are in the playoffs. I think it's their first division title in, in a long time. It's their first primetime home playoff game, I think, ever, I think I saw, in their franchise history. So um, and we'll talk about that playoff schedule when we get to our little preview here. Uh, but, yeah, it's an important win for them, but it was ugly. Um, and then going to Sunday where we had um, – you know, on the last week, they try to have teams play at the same time so that people aren't looking at the scoreboard and, like, making decisions. But you still can't get away with from that. But So we had, like, a morning slate with, like, all the AFC East teams playing. Um, 
And so to start off in the morning, the Bills playing in their first action since uh, the is it an, even an injury to describe what happened? Yeah, to with their, their the, safety, Demar Hamlin. Hamlin, and the update on that is he's good now. I believe he has been released, and yeah, he's, he's out of the hospital, but he's not fully cleared to go home. Yeah, but he's allowed to get up and do stuff. Um, but yeah, right there in the morning, opening kickoff, Bills returning for a touchdown, uh, just perfect movie moment right there. Um, and then they got another one later in the game too. So they got two kickoff return touchdowns, uh, beat the Patriots by double digits which didn't knock the Patriots out, but basically made it unlikely. Um, so the Patriots had the like first right to make the playoffs. I don't know if you rank the teams. Yeah. Um, the Patri- if the Patriots won, that's it. They're in. Um, if they lost, it allowed someone else to get in. So they lost. Um, so again, they're not out, but they lost. But they- So now they're have- having to look at the rest of the scoreboard, what happened, what happened here. Uh, next year that I have here, the Bengals beat uh, the Ravens' third stringer. Uh, so Tyler Huntley was ruled out for the game. Lamar Jackson still not back. Um, and because the Bengals won this game, that meant there was no coin flip for the the rematch game. So this was a little bit of controversy. The NFL did decide to cancel the Bengals-Bills game, and they came up with some crazy rules to decide how things are going to go. And I think it's best to explain them as they happen rather than try to predict because I'm not even sure. I was going to say, I don't even think I know. All I know is that I know about the neutral field that yeah. would be of Chiefs and Bills meet in the AFC Championship. And game. I think there's some other weird contingencies there. And I also know that whatever the situation was really pissed off the Bengals. Yes. So what happened was for this game, why it mattered, um, the Bengals, they said you're the division championship champion because the Ravens can't tie you with that mm-hmm. game. But had you lost the Bills game, the Ravens could have tied you. So if the Ravens beat you in this final game, Bengals are still AFC North Championship champions. But they do. But we'll do a coin flip for the home field <laughs> advantage. So the Bengals were like, well, that hurts us because we, you don't know we would have lost to the Bills. And they were winning. They were winning when the game got um, postponed. So they were upset, um, but they took care of business. And now that, that didn't matter. So the Bengals um, stayed with the AFC North Championship. Um, like a real legit, like, and they're going to play. Um, they got home field advantage in the first round, at least. Um, and with the Bills win earlier, or not earlier, same time, the Bills uh, kept the two seed and the Bengals kept the three seed because uh, the Chiefs won on Saturday and that kept the one seed for them. Um, but those are all still hypothetical seeds. I mean, those are the legit seeds, but those are all like how it finished. But if the Bills had won, the Bengals game, they would actually be the one seed, bumping the Chiefs to two and maybe even three. No, uh, just just Chiefs would have been moved down to two. But had the Bills also lost, the Bengals could have passed them for the two seed. So it's all kinds of craziness, but yeah, that's, that, that was they, all hypotheticals. Yeah, none of it matters. Happen. Yeah, so it's, it is um, what it but is. But there now. is still uh, some controversy there. If the Bengals and Bills meet in a game, I believe, and if the Bills and the Chiefs meet in a game, uh, there's going to be some maybe neutral field or coin flip shenanigans, but we'll we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, the next game I have on here was the Houston Texans, um, the worst team in the league. So why are we talking about it? Mm-hmm. They had a remarkable game here. Um, some pretty crazy stuff happened. Uh, they were winning for most of the game, and then the Colts came back and had like a, a I think a ten point lead in the fourth quarter. But with the Texans down by seven, uh, they they went for the win, uh, converting a fourth and twenty. 
getting a touchdown. I don't know if you saw this play. I didn't. I heard about it. And oh I also have God. some thoughts about this game. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the Colts guy was tanking himself, but well, it was just a, a heave up to the end zone, and the Colts guy just completely missed trying to jump. So, and I don't. The tight end was like, "Oh, I'm surprised it even came to me." So. There's been some good stuff about this game because obviously, if the Texans would have lost, they would have secured the number one pick. But with them, but if they were to win and the Bears would have lost, which is what did happen, the Bears would get the number one pick because the Texans had the tie that would actually have made them a half game better than the Bears. And obviously, you would think in that situation, Texans, you'd maybe want to lose because it's like, hey, we'd get the number one pick and there's a couple good quarterbacks that are coming out. You know, it's I know it's between like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud for like the number one pick, or that's at least what I've been hearing. But when you think about it, it's you've got their quarterback in that game that he doesn't want to, he knows he's not going to be there next season. So he doesn't, he's going to play as hard. And then the other thing they were saying is that Lovey Smith, who got fired right after the game, they say he knew he was going to get fired and basically was like, well, then I'm going to try to win this game. And then there's also this stuff that with the Colts losing, it put them at the four spot. Mm-hmm. And now there's the conspiracy, the, the, not, I guess I shouldn't say conspiracies, but there's been the, the chatter that the Bears don't need a quarterback. I think they were very happy with what Justin Fields did for them the second half of the season. And so they're not going to go get a CJ Stroud or um, the uh, Bryce Young. They'll be content with getting, I think, a lineman or defensive guy, whatever it is they're looking for. So there's. Yeah. So uh, Jalen Carter of Georgia and Will Anderson of Alabama are the top two defensive players on the board. And the Bears would be happy with either one, I think. Yeah. And that's the thing. So, yeah, so if they do get that four pick, if they yeah, trade exactly. down that four pick, it's perfect. They're, so. Exactly. Because what they'll get is the Colts can get the one and they'll get whatever they get from the Colts. And then they'll get one of the two guys they want because they know the Colts would go for a quarterback and they know the Texans would go for a quarterback. And I don't know off the top of my head who three is. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona. And I'm they're not, not taking a quarterback. They're not, yeah. But even if they were, it's, that's not what the yeah. the Bears want anyway. Bears want one of those guys we just mentioned. So Yeah, it, it was a it works great, out great for the Bears. It works out great for the Bears and, and, the, and the Colts. And I, I think that's interesting. I you think whoever's running the Texans just has to say, no, you're losing this game. Um, well, that's the thing. Lovey Smith knew well, he was going to get to fired. call down to him and fire him in that moment. And because yeah. they, they went for two, they went for two for the win, uh, which shows you even it's like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. Um, but it is interesting if you're in the, the Texans, so much pressure is relieved off of you to take the second guy. Um, I think most draft experts have Bryce Young as definitive number one. And Stroud is definitive number two, which I agree um, it's with. It's close, but it's like definitive. And then the number three is, is a guy from Kentucky yeah. who's pretty far in the distance. Um, but yeah, for the Texans, you have to now take the number two guy, but maybe the number two guy is better. Um, similar situation with the Chargers and Dolphins a couple years ago. Yeah, Tua, Tua, Tua was the better yeah. prospect. I mean, Bur- so Burrow wasn't went number one, but um, Dolphins and Chargers picked, I think, fifth and sixth. And the Chargers, I think, ended up with the better player. And they they can pretend that that's mm-hmm. what they wanted all along, but no one really knows. Uh, the consensus was that Tua was better. And, you know, you, you, you luck out that way. But then on the other end, sometimes you get stuck with the um, Peyton Manning-Ryan Leaf situation. <laughs> and then the Boy. number two guy is really worse. But, I mean, another example is um, the Seattle Supersonics. I mean, they don't no longer exist, but... Uh, they were lucky to get the number two pick in that draft and not take Greg Oden. And, and they got Durant. So uh, sometimes it works out. But I don't think that's what yeah, Lovey Smith was thinking about, was like, we're going to get Kevin Durant. Uh, no. no. 
But I also find it funny that Lovey Smith did used to coach the Chicago Bears. So maybe a friend was like, hey, buddy, win this game for yeah. your old franchise. We took care of you. You got us to the Super Bowl. All right. Well, next up here, this is where it gets into my team's area. Yeah, we can do these two teams, two ones at, at the same time because yeah. they did matter. Yep. Uh, we talked about the Patriots losing. The Patriots then needed the Dolphins and the Steelers to then lose in order to get a playoff spot. The Dolphins were starting their third string quarterback against the New York Jets. A pretty good defense. Uh, but in their benefit, Joe Flacco was starting for the New York Jets. Uh, and the Steelers were playing the Browns and maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he looked awful when he came back. So the Steelers, they won. This is great. They just need Dolphins the, to lose. The Dolphins' third string quarterback to lose. And it was, and in six, fairness, six, it was against game. like the Jets' third string quarterback, basically. It was a 6 6 game. Just ugly, terrible field goal game. Uh, and I don't know if you saw this end of the game. I saw all of it. Um, <laughs> I, I thought watching. it was a weak call. There was a weak call I on did. the face the, the mask. Horse the, the horse caller. The horse caller on Jalen Waddle uh, that gave the Dolphins an extra 15 yards, uh, set him up for a 50-yard field goal with uh, Ville Park High School legend Jason Sanders having to, to send the Dolphins into the playoffs, and uh, he got it done. Yep. And then, uh, then the notable thing after that was he left a few seconds on the clock, so then the Jets ran one play and did the whole trickery shenanigans, which led to a safety, which then led to the Miami Dolphins covering the three-point spread. So there's all sorts of funny stuff. And uh, yeah, with that, the Dolphins made the playoffs. And uh, it was funny because I was texting uh, Andy in this moment. And Sean, I think. I think it was our little group text. And uh, Andy said something that actually made me laugh when he said, Joe Flacco still hates the Steelers. And I thought about that, and I was like, fuck, maybe that's true. And I actually had sent that message to my uh, cousin's husband, who is a Ravens fan, and he had a good laugh about that too. So uh, just pretty funny. But I will say the notable thing about the Steelers, it was a hell of a last month for them. And it what it did do for anything, as a Steeler fan, it's a prideful thing. They finished 9-8, and eight, which continues Mike Tomlin's record of never having a losing season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's been there for over 15 years now. So that's very impressive. Yeah. There's also a nice little bonus for the Steelers. I don't know if you saw this, but with the Bears getting the number one pick, uh, the Steelers benefit because the Bears traded their their second round pick for Chase Claypool, who I believe had ten Ooh. catches over the over the whole season. Oh, because we got our guy. The Steelers always draft receivers well. George Pickens is their next. And then star. when they leave the Steelers, they're they're either have exactly. mental breakdowns. Yeah, or, I mean, Manuel, Manuel Sanders. Uh, but it, it is kind of wild because it really has gone through this pattern over the last few years. Outside of Heinz Ward, who retired a legend, it was like they had they Mike go, Wallace. Yeah. Plaxico left. Yeah, and then but you had Mike Wallace. He was just good in the Steelers. When he left, didn't do that great. Then you had, uh, who am I thinking of? I mean, I guess Antonio Brown. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders was still good. Emmanuel Sanders still was good, but I mean. Not and, as good. I oh, say. Santonio Holmes was the other one I was thinking of. Santonio right, Holmes. Yeah. And then, yeah, now you have. Claypool left, but then there's Juju had a nice Juju, season, but not an incredible season. But yeah, they they let and him I think go that, and they replace and him. They, and they always replace him. And now it's like you got Deontay Johnson's technically the one, and then Pickens is yeah. the two. And don't be surprised if in a couple of years Deontay Johnson's gone, and then Pickens is the yeah. one, and they'll draft another guy. It's just what they do. They've always historically been a very good team at drafting, and notably like wide receivers. But yeah, what I was saying is because the Steelers got that pick, they have the first pick in the second round. Yeah, beautiful. I, I got what and you were saying. Yeah. It's the 32nd pick because the Miami Dolphins were uh, docked a pick this year because of tampering with Tom Brady. Hell yeah, baby. So the Good. And I can't wait till they get tampered have, have by the 30, Josh Allen. Yeah. They have the 32nd pick in the draft for trading. Tra- and then Chase what's Claypool, their first so. pick then? What would they be, 20-something, Probably I assume? I mean, 9 and 8 18, decent something around season. there, yeah. I don't know. 
might be uh, better than that. But yeah, so that all works out for them. Uh, I think they'd rather be in the playoffs, though. Yeah. And I think the America might rather see them because uh, it was announced today that Tua will not be back for the playoff game. So Skylar Thompson will be starting uh, against the Buffalo Bills. Has it been for sure announced that it's Skylar Thompson starting? Or is there I think still I saw thought that, that Teddy Bridgewater Yeah, might... I think I did see it, that they're preparing for Skylar Thompson. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about when we get to the preview because there's some weird line movement there. Um but yeah, it's it it sucks. The Steelers gave it the raw, and it would be nice to see a young team. I mean, it is a young team. It is exactly um, they're in the rebuilding right now. Quarterback, second year running back, and then first year one first of the year first receiver. receiver. I mean, that's the cool thing about it is they're in their rebuilding situation right now, and they're doing this well. And then you look at the Bengals that are going to be the front runners in that division for at least the next few years. And then you know we'll, we can get into stuff maybe down the road with what could happen with Baltimore when that time comes yeah. with their quarterback situation. But uh. Before we jump into this next one, Andy, I'm actually really excited about this because as a fan of the L.A. Chargers, I would love to know what you thought about this game, knowing that they couldn't do worse, couldn't do better than the five seed and who they threw out there that day. And then what also happened to one of their receivers? It was it was really tough. I mean, I, I, I went into it expecting everyone to play maybe a quarter. I mean, the Buccaneers um, played a half. Yeah, and that they was wanted, it. They wanted, I think, to everyone still get their, you know, consecutive games or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, get, incentives and get stuff. Some, maybe yeah, bonuses. Get some bonuses. Um, I think two. I think the, the guys that needed the bonuses got their bonuses, which was nice, including DeAndre Carter, who was not expected to catch many passes. He was brought in as a kick returner, but had to um, play a lot. Um, the Chargers starter starters played more than three quarters, um, and some of them played the entire game. Like Keenan Allen, who's thirty now and has had injuries was in in the fourth quarter catching touchdowns and two-point conversions. Um, crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah, the notable thing was, I think in the first half, Mike Williams went down, a uh, guy who's had tons of injuries over his whole career with the team. Why is he playing in this game? It doesn't matter. It really made no sense. And once that happens, you think, oh, shit, we fucked up. Pull everyone else out. And they didn't do it. Um, I think the good news is Mike Williams is, is probably going to be fine. He's going to play in this game. Um, but what sucks is uh, they still lost. So um, they lost the game during a stretch where I didn't watch it. Um, I guess they, the, the Chargers scored with about 25 seconds left in the half. And I thought the half was over, but somehow they allowed like Russell Wilson to throw an 80-yard touchdown um, right before the half ended. And then the Broncos scored immediately on the next possession. I think at that point the Chargers gave up. Once they went up 17-10, they're probably like intensity went down. Because the Denver Broncos averaged the least points per game. Uh, but somehow they put up 31 on the Chargers, who had only been allowing like 10 points a game over the last six weeks. So um, very weird way to end the regular season. Um, but it all doesn't matter. They are, <clears throat> as we said, they already had the five seed. They are playing Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, I don't know why they do this shit. They want to make f- their fans feel bad. It's like... Hey, enjoy this game. You don't have to worry about because it, it doesn't matter. They still do shit that makes you infuriated. So, yeah. yeah. Well, going on to the next one with a team that did rest their starters, the New York football giants rested their stars. They rested Daniel Jones. They rested Saquon Barkley and they were in Philadelphia. Eagles needed to win because that would clinch them the home field. It was Jalen Hurts first game back and the New York giants closed as I believe about 16 or 16 and a half point underdogs. Ended up only losing the game by six. Do you think that's, I mean, and the Giants are a playoff team. The Eagles did get their home field. But do you think that's a concerning sign for the Eagles? Because they went 0-2 without Jalen Hurts. He comes back. 
and they're only able to beat the Giants and their backups basically at home by six points. What do you think? I think it's a little bit of a concern. I don't think you should read too much into it, but I think the biggest concern, uh, when the Eagles lost Lane Johnson, they've been worse. So part of that stretch has been with uh, Gardner Minshew, but I think that that, that hurts. They had No pun intended there, right? (laughs) Uh, So we'll see. Uh, I would not be surprised if the Eagles lost their first game. They do have that bye. I was just um, going to say that. I also wouldn't be surprised on a Super Bowl run. So I, they're they're going to need Hurts to be healthy if they want a Super Bowl run, and they're going to need that yeah. line healthy also. Uh, when does John Lane Johnson come back? He's is he supposed gonna, to? Okay, then yeah, is. that's gonna that was the one thing that really was helping the Eagles. I mean, they had a great offensive line. That's what gives Jalen Hurts the time to find open receivers or to scramble and run. But uh, yeah, that'll be a uh, that'll be interesting. And then uh, moving on here, these last two are ended up being more exciting than I thought, given the circumstances yeah. of things. So I guess uh, we can explain these last two games really quick. We have the Rams at Seattle and then the Lions at Green Bay. The playoff scenario there, if Green Bay won no matter what, they were in. But if Green Bay lost and Seattle won, Seattle was in. And if Seattle lost and Detroit beat Green Bay, Detroit was in. Yeah, so the Lions needed help. All right, I guess. They were and so did, and so, did uh, so did Seattle. Uh, so who got the help here? Uh, Seattle took care of business. They beat the Rams in yeah. overtime. Not a great game, but still not a great game. At all. Um, nice. Gino broke the all-time passing record, a single-season passing record for Seattle, which is nice. Uh, so Russell Wilson is out of the record books for <laughs> them, um, which knocked out the Lions. And it was a big mystery. How are the Lions going to take this? They still have to play the game. They're going to know. They said some of the players didn't want to know, but I'm sure some people did know on the team, what happened and knew that they were not fighting for a playoff spot anymore, but they were fighting to knock out their hated rival. And uh, that's what the Lions were able to do. They, you know, stuck, stuck around back and forth game. Um, I think they took the lead back again in the fourth and yeah. were able to get a good stop. Uh, and then, and then a great drive to, to run the clock out. So yeah, uh, the Lions looked better. Lions looked very good. The second half of the so, season. I think the Lions From, like, were no, the better team. Thanksgiving is on or a little bit before Thanksgiving, but like around then on, they looked good. And I, I'm hopeful for their future. I like Dan Campbell and I love that the team just played hard and they wanted to eliminate the Packers. So now I got to ask you this, Andy, <clears throat> was that Aaron Rodgers last game, a Packer uniform? No, I don't think so. So they're only the, the, some of the little conspiracy things I've been hearing was that, and I mean, again, it might not be something to look too into, but it's still something to like, that's kind of interesting is that after the game, I guess, Jamison Williams, the star young or the hopeful star young receiver for um, the Detroit lions that we actually mentioned uh, last podcast about how he got hurt in the championship game against Georgia last season. Uh, After the game asked Aaron Rodgers to swap jerseys. And I don't think it was in any like asshole way or anything, but I think, but Aaron Rodgers basically just said to him like, you know what, man, I I think I'm going to hold on to this one. And some people are taking that as that's Rogers saying, take the other jersey though. Well, yeah, that would have been funny. I will take yours though. But uh, I think that's Rogers. That some people are saying that could be Aaron's way of saying, "I'm going to hold on to this jersey because it's my last jersey wearing as a Packer." So I don't know. I mean, I don't think if he left the franchise, I don't think he would hate the franchise. I mean, that's the franchise that he'll always be known for. He won a Super Bowl for them against. You know, we don't like to talk about that Super Bowl victory very often since it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it was so long ago. Too. It was, and I God, it was. I still, yeah, I don't know. I, Rashard Mendenhall's fumble. I still, ugh. but uh, anyway, so I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, that'll be some off season news because I know I've already heard a bunch of rumors about 
you know, people are wanting him to go to Vegas and team back up with Devontae Adams, but a lot of, you know, stuff has to happen for that. He can't just, you know, walk out the door and say, I'm going to Vegas, putting it all on yeah. black. But, uh, yeah, that concludes, I mean, the regular season. I mean, it was a very interesting regular season this year, I feel like. It had its, you know, some interesting stuff, some teams that were very disappointing. The Rams, I mean, Buccaneers were disappointing, even though they made the playoffs. Well, I think Green Bay. I think we, were, Green we, Bay was we disappointing. fell for this little four-game win streak at the end of the season. They weren't good. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like, well, if you're like looking like, well, if the Packers got in, they could do some damage. They have Aaron Rodgers. They, I think they've proved in this last game. They're just not that good. Yeah, they were like they're fine, but I don't think they were beating the Niners. No, no, hundred percent not. So. Not even I don't, honestly. I I'm not sure. Who I mean, they may they could have probably taken out the Giants at home, you know, something like that. But outside of well, that, I'm not. They sure. They proved they could beat the Vikings. But yeah, okay, yeah, I forgot about that. That was um, bad. But I I think it's it's kind of sucks in both conferences. I feel like we were um, left with uh, the wrong teams getting in. Um, I agree. Because they, they they come down to tiebreakers, and sometimes those tiebreakers are meaningless. Um, I did see someone float that they should do a committee to decide the last one. I agree a lot, um, of- but obviously the Steelers. I'd rather see the Steelers than the Patriots or the Dolphins mm-hmm. or any of those other contenders. And we'd all rather see the Lions make the playoffs. So that's exactly what you just said. Is a hundred percent everything I've been hearing this week is that people are disappointed that it is Seattle and uh, Miami without Tua representing the last the seven seeds because people did say that. Out of those three teams, they thought the Lions were the best and they thought the Steelers were the best. And, uh, you know, Dolphins with Tua, you know, that would have a healthy Tua, mind you, not just Tua, but a healthy Tua. Great to see. Would love to see it. But Skylar Thompson, I was saying all weekend, Skylar Thompson sounds like the name of like a hot chick in Newport Beach or something. And I went out with Skylar Thompson. It's like, you know what I mean? Well, I'm like, sure it is too. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there is. A, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a fun season, but, uh, when the season ends, you know what that means, right, Andy? You go to beyond yeah. the season. You go to the playoffs. So we've got, for you guys, a wild card preview. Now, before we do this, do we want to give, like, a prediction each game, like, whether with or without the spread or, you know, just I mean, have yeah, some I fun with the playoffs? I think I'll let you make the picks here. Um, okay. Maybe. I don't know. You don't want to do each one? Do yeah, one, we or? can do it. Yeah, know. that way it's like a fun I little gotta, game. I got to type it in. Uh, but I do want to talk about the, <laughs> the schedule here and what that means and – uh, kind of the craziness here. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, there's one thing here I didn't know. I didn't know they, you know, we'll get to it. But I, Okay. So so first off uh, is Seattle at San Francisco. It's the first game. So usually the NFL. Divisional game also. Yeah, they reserve the worst game for the first game. And by worst, we don't mean like worst quality necessarily. Um, it's typically they're like, they measure a lot of different things. Is who's playing, what star players, uh, how big are the fan bases. I think they're expecting what's the, what would be the worst rated game. Um, and I think, it, I mean, if this was Green Bay after San Francisco, this game would not be in this slot. So people expecting Green Bay to uh, win on this last Sunday night um, were expecting the Chargers-Jacksonville to be probably the first game. Yeah, uh, a lot of times the first game is the AFC South team because it's like the least popular conference, especially post uh, Peyton Manning. Um, it's usually like, oh, Colts and somebody, or Titans or somebody in the first game. It always is, and you're right. Like I remember when it was like the Texans and Bills in that crazy overtime game like five yeah. years ago. Um, but so so that game probably changed the entire schedule, which they wait until all the game's over to, to announce, um, even though we knew this matchup last Saturday. Um, but yeah, starting with Seattle, San Francisco, uh, Niners are favored by nine and a half. Um, 
And so that, yeah, there's one thirty on Fox Saturday, uh, first game. Um, Brock Purdy's undefeated. Seattle really didn't play well over the second half of the season. So what do you think? Uh, I, I love the Niners still. I, I would take the Niners by nine and a half. I think the Niners can win by 10 points by double digits. And I've seen that. I was told that I, or from what I heard that, uh, Supposedly, this game is expecting some rain, possibly. And because of that, I think uh, they said it made the over-under go down a little bit. And then they think that's pretty why, why like, the spread went down. Like, it just, like, I guess in those situations, money will come in on the underdog because they're thinking, like, okay, maybe if it's going to be a sloppy game and maybe Seattle can pound the rock with Kenneth Walker, but you're going against the top rush defense. And Seattle, I just don't think, belongs here. And I, I, I mean, nine and a half is a big spread. I know it was 10. So, I mean, money has come in on Seattle, but again, it was, you know, maybe correlated with what I just said, uh, but I, I like the Niners. I mean, yeah, I, if it was 10 and a half, maybe I'd say, okay, maybe Seattle, but a nine and a half, I think the Niners can win by a 10 point game, two scores. Yeah. We just saw this game a few weeks ago on like Thursday night football, I think, and it wasn't close. So I'm, I'm staying same. All right, that's two for the Niners from uh, Tony's take. I think I'll abstain on the next pick here. Uh, so um, we got the next one here, Andy. This is your team, so I'll let you take the lead on yeah, this one. I don't know what I want to say about it, but uh, the Chargers act Jacksonville. That's 5-15 Saturday night on NBC. So this is a yeah, big NBC game. I think it's actually the, the B crew for NBC because they have a game the next day too. Um, but it's two young quarterbacks, two tall quarterbacks uh, who this, these teams played – Already, and it was bad. Uh, don't you don't want to think about that game? It was really depressing for me. The, <clears throat> the Chargers lost uh, Joey Bosa and Rashawn Slater in the same game to what seemed like season-ending injuries. Um, it was only season-ending for Slater, um, although there's still hope he might act play if the Chargers make a run here, but probably unlikely. Uh, the Chargers are two-point favorites. I think they were three-point favorites to start. People are like, you can't trust the Chargers, and they're right. Um, I don't know. I don't want to make a pick on this game. I think I'm going to abstain. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that I think people are a little tricked by the Chargers. There's this uh, idea that well, m- once they got you know Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back, and, you know they're they're a talented team. Uh, their offense still sucks. <laughs> oh, uh, even since they've been back, and it's uh, offensive coordinator problem. Um, they're one of the worst offenses in in the league, and that's depressing when you have Justin Herbert. Um, there's so many problems with the way they call their offenses. They just don't. Uh, push the field, the ball downfield. So um, I do want to see that they still have the talent to be really good on offense. I don't know. I, I think that I think the Chargers are a little too public of a team right now because people see the star players. Um, but I don't trust Jacksonville either. So, so I'm going to abstain. But you can you can make a pick. I uh, if I had to make a pick on this game, <clears throat> I mean it's a it's the lowest spread of the week, and I at two points, and I believe it's that for a reason. I think this will be a close game, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think that the Chargers can get it done. I think they they will win. I like that they're they're healthier now. I think they're better. And then I think you know because of I'm not gonna say read into it too much because it was so long ago. It was like week three or four when it happened. But be, they got dismantled by the Jaguars at home. They're gonna come back and want to. I think really, especially now it's in the playoffs. They're gonna come out hungry and. Uh, I just, I, I, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, they got lucky to even get past Tennessee. And we're talking a Tennessee team with their third string quarterback. They got lucky to win that game. It took a, a fumble with under three minutes to go, under four minutes, whatever it was, to return for a touchdown. I think Herbert stay, com, stays composed. And I think they, uh, 
I think it'll be an ugly game. I think it'll be a tight game. Like I think this is a game that comes down to a final possession that could lead to a the kicker dicker. Is he still kicking or is the other guy? He's yeah, I think I think this game could come down to a dicker field goal inside 40 yards with as time's expiring or something. I think this is gonna be that kind of game. So uh yeah, I'm gonna take uh Tony's take is gonna represent the LA Chargers minus the two points. And also in this situation, just a quick note. I know we're doing the spreads, but if if I was betting on this game and it's minus two, I'm just gonna take the money line. I'm gonna pay the extra. If it's if it's minus one ten on the spread and then minus one thirty five, minus one thirty on the money line, I'm just gonna take the money line. I'm not even gonna bother risk a game winning field goal that makes the Chargers win by one or something. You know, just give me the give me the Chargers just to win the game. So that's my thoughts on that. All right. Well, our next game is uh, our our highest spread and. Um, I, that's one thing we should talk about. I think it's a very disappointing slate of first round games. And uh, there's some factors that are out of our control, out of the NFL's control that, that made it this way. But um, it's, it's not an amazing slate. And I think this is uh, this game kind of a uh, shows why, but uh, Miami at Buffalo, um, Buffalo is favored by 13 points. So this game is at uh, 10 in the morning on Sunday on CBS. Um, this game would have been a lot more entertaining if Miami had a healthy quarterback. In fact, we got a very entertaining Miami Buffalo game six weeks ago or something. Um, but now without Tua in Miami starting the third string quarterback, oh. Buffalo, uh, the line just moved like four points in the last six hours when they did say Tua is definitely not playing. Um, so that's, that's a huge movement. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Cause what I was hearing today was I know this game opened up at like 10 and a half or something like that. And then, or like 11, and then it, it went all the way down to nine and there was people out there saying that they thought it was because there was maybe some chatter that maybe somebody knew something that, hey, maybe Tua is going to start and it's not announced yet, but people are starting to hear things. So they're putting money on it. And then you could have then there were some people saying, well, no, maybe it's just Bridgewater. But no, now that uh, we've come to realize that it does seem likely that Thompson's going to get the start. It has yeah jumped all the way back up to 13. So it's one of those things where if you were able to get the bills at minus nine. That's a hell of a big difference than minus 13. Yeah. And and with that, I, I think I'm going to actually take Miami. Ooh. And then I could see this game. Maybe a backdoor being a something. Well, I could see it being a 20 to 10 game. Okay. That Buffalo just can't really get anything done. Uh, it's cold, any of that kind of stuff. But they're like clearly better and the game's not really close. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's closer than 13. So um, that's what I'm going with. What about you? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the lumber. I'll take Buffalo minus thirteen. Still, I know that sounds kind of like maybe it sounds a little square in a way, but the way I'm visioning it is that Skylar Thompson is gonna be under pressure a lot by the Bills, and I, he's gonna make bad decisions. And I know Tyreek Hill got banged up a little bit in the last game, so you might not have a fully healthy Tyreek Hill. And I think Josh Allen and company are going to be able to are going to keep their foot on the gas the whole time, and they're going to be able to move the ball with ease. And I I honestly could see this being like really ugly. I don't know. I that's just what I vision when I close my eyes. I could see like a 38-13 type game. Yeah, Buffalo won I think forty-five to seven or something like that last year's wild card round. So yeah, um, you could see something like that again. Yeah, so I I would take uh, 
I'll take Buffalo there. So I'm, I'm laying the favorite so far, but uh, I can assure you that'll change at some point. Yeah. But uh, this next game, I've been hearing a lot about this is one of those games where a lot of people have been leaning the, un- I've been hearing about people thinking the underdog is a big live bet here. We got the New York football giants at the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, only three point favorites. And we've talked about all year that Minnesota was a phony 13 and four. Uh, you know what? Because of I'll just get right into it. Three points. I like it. I'll take the Giants plus three. I think the Giants can uh, definitely give Minnesota a good game. And you know what they say, Kirk Cousins, unless it's a one o'clock Eastern start, Kirk Cousins suffers. And sure enough, they made this game 130 Pacific. So he's playing fourth or 330 technically Minnesota time, but it's not his typical one o'clock start that he likes. And it's real stuff, man. Kirk Cousins struggles when he's not into his, his, uh, his routine and whatnot. So, uh, I'll take the Giants. Well-rested Giants, too. Daniel Jones, Barkley, got themselves a week off. Uh, they're going to have, you know, I guess technically two – oh, no, just a week off when they – or two weeks off, I guess, right? Two weeks since they last played? Yeah. yeah. One full week. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They have time Every off. Every NFL team has one week off. Exactly. Games, so. so two weeks off, we'll yeah. say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny you bring up the, the Kirk Cousins in the morning thing. I was going to bring up. He did win a playoff game um, against Drew Brees in New Orleans a couple years ago. That was a 10 in the morning game. Um, so it's a weird know. thing. I've I, heard I, he's a man of routine, yeah. and it, it's something that has just stayed so true. Yeah. And, I mean, you got people saying, you know, like the NFL hates Kirk Cousins because why didn't he get the 10 a.m. game that Buffalo and Miami are getting? They gave him the 130 game. They did it on yeah. purpose. Um, but Yeah, what's your pick, though? I'm, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Okay. because I, I This think, is one we're probably going to push anyway. Well, well, number one, they have the best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Jefferson is the best player on the field. Yep. Um, I think that that'll matter. There's no I doubt think. in that. Um, in Minnesota, there's something. I think there's something real to them winning the close games. Uh, I think yeah. Kirk Cousins had has had to bring the team on game winning drives. I think that means something. Uh, and they they did just play, and it was a game that came down to a field goal at the very end. Uh, and Minnesota won. They won by three, I believe it was. I think it was a tie game that they won by three. Um, so yeah, if that happens again. We could just uh, call it even, but. Um, yeah, I'm going to go yeah. with Minnesota. Yeah, no, this is definitely a coin flip game. All right, heading on to the next one. Not Dude, a coin flip game. Excuse me? Not a coin flip game on uh, this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying now. You can, okay, yeah. No, yeah, this one, not a coin flip game. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. If you're wondering, did I just see this game? Yes, you did. Last Sunday. And the Bengals took care of business pretty easily at home. They're at home again. Uh, eight and a half point spread. Is Lamar Jackson playing? Doesn't seem likely. And if he is playing, he's going to be playing hurt. Yeah, there is a lot uh, of controversy here. We don't know, is Tyler Huntley playing? We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Uh, I think I've seen this line move around already. Um, I think last week it was nine. I saw it open up at like six and a half. I'm talking about like last week's game. Oh, okay, okay. I think it was nine and a half, which this might be the same scenario of Anthony Brown starting the game. Um yeah, this kind of sucks. I think the whole when Lamar got hurt, they're like, "Well, could be two weeks, could be four weeks, could be forever." Um, yeah, it could be forever. He doesn't have a contract. He's been fighting with the team, trying to get a long term deal. They don't want to give him uh, super a lot of years because how effective will he be at age thirty two if he can't really run anymore? Um, is he just not going to play because he he's done with the team? Uh, that would be very sad. Um, that he would, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's just a, it's a terrible situation. I, I want him to play. I think I said last week if, if he's playing the way Baltimore's defense has played in the second half of the season, I think they're a real contender. But they're definitely not a contender with the way they're playing right now. And uh, it sucks. We're robbed of a potentially really good playoff game. Uh, Baltimore did beat Cincinnati in the regular season when they actually were at full strength. Um, big Justin Tucker field goal at the end. What uh, what uh, week was that? Six or something. Because I was going to say the Bengals. The Bengals ended were the season on like an eight game win streak. Bengals ended really hot. It was like the Bengals started out like two and four or something. So yeah, and uh, yeah, all righty. Well, and this uh, is the big NBC game. This is the Chris Sunday Collins night Earth game. Yeah, Al Michaels. And it's like this, this. Like, well, it's not Al Michaels, but like I said, Al, Al Michaels <laughs> is doing the other game. Like did John Tarico, Chris Collinsworth. Mike Tarico. Mike Tarico. Who's John Tarico? That's not a guy. Oh my God. That's got to be a guy somewhere. John Gruden and Mike Tarico did the Monday Football back in All the right. Day. John Tarico and – all right, wow. Um, but I think I saw Al Michaels is going to do that first NBC game. Oh, very – yeah, because there's no Thursday night games. Yeah, so, the so Amazon, there's no Amazon there's no games. Amazon. Jeff Bezos is – any? Which one of these games is the one correlated with Nickelodeon? The CBS game. Oh, my so God. CBS gonna... is a paramount operation that's... there, yeah. That was where um, – Mitch Trubisky won the, the MVP that one year. People made fun of it because I don't think they even won the game. <laughs> what team was he on when he did that? The Bears. So it was like I think it was Bears Saints, and it was like the Bears were like lucky to be nine and seven. It wasn't. It wasn't the good year the Bears had. Remember mm-hmm. the year that the Bears had a good year? They went twelve and four with Cleo Mack that first year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And when was like, Cleo oh, Mack was yeah. just destroying everybody, and Trubisky had like a decent season, um, like thirty touchdown passes. People were like, maybe this guy's good, but yeah. no, he's not. All right, well, this one's a tough one to pick, in my opinion, because of the status of Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, eight and a half's a lot. But, I mean, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, I don't see in what scenario. I mean, this, I, I need to know if Lamar Jackson's playing. You don't get that information. That's, that's All right, how well, works. then I'm going to – if Lamar if, – if we're taking – yeah, is there any, like, updated anything? Spread is it uh, Huntley on schedule? Okay, as of six hours ago, they say Huntley's on schedule. If that's the case, I'm taking. I'll give me the Bengals minus eight and a half. If Huntley's the starting quarterback, Bengals are winning this game by double digits. They just did it. They'll do it again. Nothing's going to change in the week. You know, there's no, you know, special thing that's going to make, in my opinion, the Ravens, you know, significantly better than a week ago. So now here's the final game. And this is honestly the game I think I'm the most excited for. Well, I didn't pick, but I just... Oh, and, yeah, I'm sorry, because I saw it. Yeah, Andy also <laughs> picked the Bengals. Yeah, I got burned last week. So I pick all the games, and I did pretty terribly. I think it was 20 games under 500 over the course of the season. Uh, but I got burned on this. I, I went with uh, the Ravens, um, like plus nine and a half last week, and I think it was an 11-point game. So um, this time I'll switch, and I'll probably get burned this time. But yeah, our last game is actually Monday Night Football. Yeah, have they done this before? They did it last year. It was Rams Cardinals. Okay, the game was so awful that I think everyone forgot. Yeah, it was one of those games where it was like twenty-eight to you zero. Know I am and I think slowly remembering that now. Well, I don't think that's going to be the case in this game. We got the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dallas currently two and a half point favorites. Now I'm going to say something just really notable, really quick that I heard over the over this earlier this week is that apparently the Dallas Cowboys, who did lose on Sunday to the Commanders went one in four this season on the road in with on real like real playing on real grass. And there's been people out there saying that they think that's that they say that's because their pass rushers haven't been able to get 
a good enough uh like grip on the pass rush like they're slipping or they're sliding more and stuff like that as opposed to when they're on the artificial turf so again for whatever that's worth i mean obviously you know there's things that can fix that you can put you know certain stuff with your cleats and whatnot but still a notable thing to think that these guys aren't getting quite the, the kick but you know andy i'm gonna i know you're gonna hate this because i already know which way you're gonna go just by default and i'm gonna i'm gonna say that tom brady at home upsets the Dallas Cowboys. And I already know, I feel like I know which way you're going to go, but I'll let you give your piece. I didn't know uh, Dak Prescott was Rafael Nadal. Like, what the fuck? That's, that's such a shitty excuse. Can't play on grass. Like I, I didn't say Prescott. I was saying the pass rush for the okay. Cowboys. The Cowboys pass rush has right. been not, so, hasn't been as effective on the road in those grass games. So Mike is Parsons is yeah, Rafael, Rafael Nadal. Nadal. Um, I'm just telling you what I hear. I, I know. I saw that stat as well. Okay. Okay. Like, thank you. Eh, okay. And agreed. That's, that could just be anything. You know, I'm not saying I fully believe that. I'm just saying, you know, it's yeah. good to let the people listening know mm-hmm. what, you know, what is out there, what is being said, keep them up to date. Yeah. I think Dallas is a way better team and I think, I think they'll figure it out. Um, hopefully I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to extend this any further because I mean, what if Tampa Bay won, they'd be playing, uh, the Eagles, and that would be that would suck to see. I mean, they, Tom Brady getting revenge against the Eagles. Well, I mean, it's well, just going to go. They played last year. They played in the first round last year, and it was like thirty-seven to ten. Eagles lost. Yeah, it was really bad. And you're like, wow, this Jalen Hurts guy cannot play quarterback. They should find a replacement. I think that's what they talked about too. I mean, has Jalen? What's the biggest game Jalen Hurts has ever won? I mean, he got pulled in the national championship <laughs> yeah, game for Alabama. Game. So I mean. I don't know um, if this guy's the guy when it comes down to the game. He went to Oklahoma game. later, right? Yeah, but I mean, they didn't play no national championship. I think they played in a playoff and got destroyed or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, then exactly. To our that's point, like his even fault. More. He played in Oklahoma always At gets destroyed. At some point, it is his fault. Yeah. Mentally, yeah, it becomes your fault. Yeah, you, if you want to go back to what we were talking about before, the one reason not to pick USC is that Lincoln Riley plays the worst in the bowl game historically. So yeah. that would be a reason not to pick USC. Yep. Uh, but that's we don't got to saddle Jalen Hurts with that. Um, but yeah, I'm going with um, Dallas Cowboys. Alrighty, yeah, I did want to um, mention I did my over unders. Remember? Oh, okay, that you weren't part of, so I just did it myself. Okay, how did we do? So I went 15, 16, and one. Ooh, very, very five hundred. So there's only for what red reason the thing I was looking at. There's only one team that had an even number that didn't have a half. Sure, you want to try to guess? So this was the one team that was everything was hinging on. They needed to win their game. On Sunday, and I would have got the 16th team, but they lost, so they stayed at the, they stayed to push. Can I? It would. I almost want to say it would be the. Oh man, I know we don't want to just sit here and have me think about guessing the whole time, but the first team that came to mind, I'll just say the Cleveland Browns. It was the LA Chargers. Oh, LA Chargers. They were at 10, and they absolutely should have won their 11th game. Oh. If they had something to play for, they probably would have won their 11th game. Uh, but of course they didn't, so I uh, I pushed on that one, which you know I'm happy with. I happy I'm happy they got to the ten. Hey, push is better than a loss. Um, yeah. We'll take a push all day long over a 15, loss. Fifteen, sixteen, and one. It was not a great year for me picking anything. Um, so I don't know what that means. Maybe don't trust any of these picks, but um, or maybe I'll turn it all around in the playoffs. But, That's the optimism we yeah. like to hear, Andy. That's, yeah, it's a new year, by the way. Yeah, these are picks of the new yeah, year. Yeah, but I've already picked two two weeks of. But that was still part of last year. Now you're in the new year. It wasn't. Year. I mean, you're talking about the actual calendar year. We've already had two weeks. Yeah, but I'm saying like year. in the first week of the new calendar year, you're really still in last year. Sure, you haven't okay. gotten into this year yet. Now you're in this year. Now that it's been 10 days. 
But I think that'll, uh, is that going to wrap it up for our uh, sports? Yes. Yes. All righty. Well, you've been listening to episode 306 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. Tell a friend. See you later.